Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, MD, CNH, is the best-selling author of the e-book, The Secret to Everything, Manifest... Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, MD, CNH, is the best-selling author of the e-book, The Secret to Everything, Manifesting the Life You Desire, now, available on Amazon. She has practiced naturopathic medicine for over 20 years. She is a gifted intuitive, medium, empath, paranormal investigator, and remote viewer. She travels and gives classes and lectures across the country, as well as taking limited private clients. Trained in many modalities of healing, Dr. Kimberly has been practicing energy healing exclusively for the last 10 years. Dr. Kimberly has the ability to raise your vibration in person or long distance, and as a result, change everything in your life for the better, forever. A gifted transformationalist, she has developed TEB, or Transformational Energy Balancing, in order to facilitate permanent and rapid healing in her clients. Her desire is to be your last healer. And now, the host of The Secret to Everything, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Wow, what a great intro. Um, That was a friend of mine, Spencer Hughes, and he does beautiful voiceovers. So if you need him to do any voice work, you can find him at Radio Spencer on Twitter. How are you tonight, Kareem? I'm great. Doing everything. Good thing Spencer didn't say one thing that I have a background in radio because I like totally butchered that like pushing button thing and you would never know I had a background in radio. Um, I am so excited about tonight's show for two reasons. First of all, we have the amazing Brian Treybig. Brian did a show with me when I first started and one of the things we talked about actually, I think we talked quite a bit about Bigfoot. Isn't that right, Brian? Yeah, I I recall some of that stuff, yeah. Yeah, I think we talked about portholes, and I think we talked about everything. I think we might even have touched on Mothman. So I kind of know, you know, Brian's into some of this stuff, and he's familiar with a lot of it. He leads ghost tours in Galveston, isn't that right, in Texas? Brian, did I get the town right? (laughs) That's uh, absolutely correct. And he is the host of um, Simplicity on Blog Talk Radio. And do you want to tell them when it's airing? I'm not sure what you're doing nowadays because you came back on and you have a different schedule. Oh, uh, well, uh, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, thank you so much for having me on here. No, uh, we're back. Simplicity is back. We've had some technical problems, but uh, we are back Monday through Wednesday, definitely at 9 p.m. Central Time. It's a comedy show where we take uh, uh, weird news and also simplify problems um, in life and around the world. So can back. we do, Brian, can we do a whole show on all my problems? Can we just do a whole show on my problems and you can simplify all of them? Can we do sure. that? Sure. Sure, it's just a Kimberly show. And that's strictly her. Poor Brian, he would like never have any listeners after that. Well, next I want to bring on um 
our amazing guest. I want to thank him so much for taking time and being with us. Um, Mr. Jody Cook is one of the most active Bigfoot researchers in the entire state of Ohio, if not the country. And I'm even going to throw out there possibly the world from what I've been looking up. Um, originally, he was a member of the Cincinnati UFO Research Group, Ask ASK, but he realized that his interests were more in the field of cryptozoology. And he's been studying the Bigfoot phenomena since 1991, as well as I believe a lot of other things we'll hopefully get into later in the program. He's the author of five books, including The Bigfoot Encounters in Ohio, Quest for the Grassman. He founded the Ohio Center for Bigfoot Studies, is a member of the American Bigfoot Society, and he's appeared on probably numerous television programs which discuss large primates in North America, including some little-known channels you may have heard of, like the History Channel and Monster Quest. He has, I don't know how new your book is, but um, he has a book called Traces of the Grassman, The Search for the Ohio Bigfoot. So I'd like to welcome Mr. Jody Cook. Welcome, well, Jody. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. Wow, I guess we'll begin at the beginning, which is, so you started off with, an. was it an interest in UFOs? Or tell me a little bit about the beginning and the UFO connection. Yeah, I was um, very interested in UFOs, um, you know, you know, when I was uh, younger, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I was always interested in, in, in Bigfoot, but not, you know, to the interest where, you know, I actually went out looking at, you know, looking for it or anything. Um, the UFO was kind of the biggest um, biggest thing I was doing at the time. And we had, um, well, the, the group I belonged to was uh, AOSC, which was Associates for Scientific Knowledge. And um, back in the 90s, um, early 90s, we had a live television show that we did on public access TV. And we did, it was a live show we did um, once a month. And... Um, where we talked about UFOs, we had guests, you know, we, people could call in, and um, it, you know, uh, showed mostly in Ohio, northern Kentucky, um, Indiana, and stuff, and um, it, it was a it was a really good show. I mean, uh, it, it ran for, you know, almost, you know, 10 years and stuff, um, going from, like, you know, I said, the early or late 80s going into the 90s and stuff, and um, so we were getting a lot of Bigfoot reports, uh, people were, you know, uh, calling in about them. So they said, uh, does anybody want to take the Bigfoot stuff and look into it? And myself and George Clapperson said, yeah, you know, we'll go ahead and take it. And um, that's how we really kind of got into, you know, the Bigfoot stuff. Because um, there were some Bigfoot UFO, you know, connection sightings and stuff. But mm-hmm. but I'll, I, I'll tell you, you know, I I I strongly disagree in UFO and Bigfoot connection whatsoever. You know, I I, I really I, I just think a lot of it is coincidence. You know, um, you know I, I do believe in you know extraterrestrial life, and you know they've been visiting us and so forth. But as far as Bigfoot goes, uh, he's a flesh and blood creature. He's not some space alien pet or a mm-hmm. space alien or you know um, you know whatever. You know, I mean it, it's like you know they. Uh, I, I was going to end up doing uh, Ancient Aliens where they did the. Yeah. Bigfoot. But, you know, I, I was just too controversy on the fact that, you know, I, I you know, about this whole alien, you know, hybrid creature, <laughs> Bigfoot. And it's just like, you know, so I didn't make the cut on that because it was just, I was just being Aww. too negative about it because it's, it, it's just, it's just, you know, it's, 
it's you know it, it's ludicrous. I mean, even you know to to you know with some of the stuff they were coming with on that show. But anyhow, um, that's how I kind of got into the Bigfoot stuff, and you know I I really fell in love with it. I had uh, a really good time doing it. Um, you know, George and I and um, uh, Chris Murphy, we wrote our you know first book in um, 1995 called um, Bigfoot in Ohio. And a few years later, we updated it a little bit called Bigfoot Encounters in Ohio. Um, and um, about uh, two years ago, um, I wrote um, Traces of the Grassman, which is, um, you know, I talk about my Bigfoot sighting that I had, um, uh-huh. which I never, okay. ever told anybody about. I kept it, a, you know, to myself. Um, and it wasn't in the state of Ohio. It was in the state of Michigan. And hmm. I talk about it in that book, and I talk about some other uh, newer Bigfoot stuff that was happening in Ohio. And then I wrote, you know, I did the Monster Quest show, and then I wrote a book called um, The Legend of uh, the Grassman uh, about the Salt Fork State Park monster, um, you know, Bigfoot. And I okay. kind of explain. Jenny, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but is the Grassman and Bigfoot, is that the same creature? Is you, that another name? Yeah. No, the Grassman is is what in Ohio is what they oh, call okay. Okay. They call the Bigfoot, and um, so I, I wrote. You know, kind of. I mean, television. You know, they 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 kind of screw you up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, and they they put in what they want to put in for mm-hmm. for drama purposes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And there were some things that you know they left a lot of questions to on that show. So when I wrote the book Legend of the Grass Man, I I kind of told the more of the truth what was going on at Monster Quest kind of left out because they felt you know it it, it would be a, a better mystery and it's like you know no it's not it's just it makes it stupid you know and you know so you, if you're going to do it you need to do it right and, and instead of misleading the viewers well how so do you I, feel what, that they misled the viewers on that program? Well, what, what, okay give me an example uh, when I when I found the um, the baboon skull okay at, at you know in Adams County Okay, um, and the, the big mystery was, you know, how the baboon skull get in Ohio, yeah. you know, and and well, you know, but when they were talking to me about it, sitting there, I, I explained, Ohio is very well known for illegal and legal exotic animal trade. Truth. Okay, <laughs> True. and it was probably somebody's pet that either got loose or got shot, and I was talking about a lot of Bigfoot sightings that are happening in Ohio are mistaken identity of people, pet monkeys, pet chimpanzees, pet um, uh, baboons and stuff like that. And that's what people are seeing because they don't think that chimpanzees, you know, are, are here. It's like, you know, there, I did one case in Adam County where a woman saw this, you know, ape out in her yard and it was, you know, walking on all fours, and she described it as a, you know, chimpanzee. But she kept saying it was a Bigfoot. It was a Bigfoot. No, it, it probably was a chimpanzee because I know at the time there was two people that owned chimpanzees, and one of them got out very frequently. So that's and, – and within, like, you know, half a mile of where she was. So that's probably what she saw. And I – so Monster Quest left that part out, you know, and it's just like, well, you kind of made me look stupid. So I had to sit there and kind of correct it, you know, and uh, and then I end up writing, I, you know, um, when when Finding Bigfoot came out, you know, 
the show, and I, I, I just saw how misleading and ridiculous that show was, you know, and I decided to write a book called The Beginner's Guide to Bigfoot Research, mm-hmm. teaching you how to be a Bigfoot researcher. Um, and there is no right way and there is no wrong way, you know, but if you watch Finding Bigfoot and you do what they do, it's the wrong way. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you that's that's how it is, you know, so – you know, I, uh, which is probably one of my best sellers on Amazon right now. You know, is the uh, Beginner's Guide. Uh, really? Yeah, wow. I actually got a publishing company in Russia that wants to buy the rights to the book and have it um, printed in Russian. That you know, is amazing! Congratulations! Yeah, that yeah is because I talk wonderful. about yes, you know, because I talk about all the different type of Bigfoots um, that's in the United States, the different regions, but I also talk about you know. The Yowie, the Yeti, um, you know, the Russian Bigfoot, you know, um, you know, just the other different species and stuff that's out there, and you know, and things, and it, it, you know, so I, I talk about the whole realm, you know, but you know, I talk about how to, to conduct an investigation, how to talk to your witness and things, and you know, um, you know, how to do plaster casting, how to collect evidence, you know, what to use, what you shouldn't use, you know, that kind of thing, so. You know, and then, like I said, it's it's a pretty good book, and you know, a lot of a lot of people really, you know, really like. I got a lot of compliments off of it, and you know, like I said, it's one of my best sellers on uh, Amazon right now. <clears throat> I'm I'm really glad when my 20 year old was living at home that um, we didn't know about that book, because I have a feeling we would have been going out and doing a lot of Bigfoot expeditions in Ohio. One of the things she's always wanted to drag me to do was. Um, they talk about, I don't know who they is, maybe it's you, maybe it's who knows who they are, I don't know. But I heard talk about that triangle in Ohio, and it isn't one of the sides. I don't know if it's Hocking, like the Hocking Hills area, and then like Salt Park. I don't know what makes the triangle. Could you tell, talk about, you know what I'm talking about? They talk about Yeah, you're talking about the Sasquatch Triangle? Yeah, it, yeah. It's, yeah, it's up there towards Shoshokton County, you know, and um, – Oh, I can't think of the name. I didn't come up with that theory. Don Keating came up with that theory, and a lot of people support it. I support it because that's um, a really heavy area where a lot of sightings, you know, take place. And the fact that um, you know Salt Fork kind of like runs right in the middle of it, okay, and things. But um, if you look at like the history of Bigfoot in Ohio. You know, as far as newspaper articles going all the way back, you know, um, you know, to the 1800s and sightings and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, in that area, it's 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 really heavy, definitely heavy. So it it goes from you know like um, uh, east side of uh, Columbus, going up towards wow. you know, like I guess I think it's the south of like Sandusky, you know, and things. So it's it's a pretty big area. That's interesting because there's, I don't, I think it's just a map of Ohio and I don't know his name and you, I'm sure you're familiar with him. Are you, do you know the guy who did that um, map of Ohio's haunted places? I don't oh, remember. Oh, hidden, uh, the hidden, hidden, hidden yes. Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have a funny story to tell about that in a minute, which has nothing to do with Bigfoot, but that's the benefit of it being my show. But speaking of that, he, he said, you know, on that map, he talk, he puts a lot of the sightings up in that area too, you know, of people he's talked mm-hmm. to, so. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I find that real interesting. I'm going to ask Brian a question real quick. Brian, have you ever had a Bigfoot sighting? Uh, have I? No. I, I remember as a kid, I saw this huge, huge footprint 
and I don't know if it was my imagination, but I got really excited about it. And um, that, that was the only thing. It was just this footprint. And I was so young, I didn't think anything of it. Um, but uh, I went back years ago thinking, oh, it's going to still be there. No, of course it's not going to be there. But that was a, that you should have had Jody's thing. book, Brian. You needed Jody's book. <laughs> <laughs> you could have made a plaster cast. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. It was back in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, Jody didn't start writing soon enough for all of us little kids that wanted to find Bigfoot. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I I was doing some research for the show and I noticed and I think it's on I don't know if it's the American Bigfoot Society's website, but I noticed that according to the sightings they have collected on there, which I'm sure is not definitive by any means, but that Washington, Oregon and California have the most sightings. I yeah. was Shocked though, Jody, that Ohio was the fourth. Oh yeah, I, you know, actually, in reality, Ohio is like the third. Okay, oh, okay. Um, you know, the the sightings in, in in California are like really dwindling down. You know, really dwindling down. So Ohio, you know, is getting a lot more sightings. Um, you know, a lot more people are coming out about some of this stuff. You know, that's going on in you know in Ohio, um, so yeah, it's kind of moving up to third place right now. And but Ohio is ranked number one when it comes to multiple cryptids really? and multiple cryptid sightings out of any other state in the union. What? Wow. Yeah, yeah. and that's why um, the the map hidden Ohio came out because. Um, I can't think of the guy's name at the top of my head, but I, I know, know exactly what you're talking. <laughs> yeah, um, be, you know he he's a map creator, and that's what he does for a living is make maps. Oh, okay. And there's just not enough stuff going on in any other state in order to do other states. That's why he did Ohio because of all the massive UFO sightings and you know ghosts and you know um, you know cryptids and stuff. I mean, you know we. We've got multiple werewolf sightings, you know, here in Ohio compared to what, you know, Michigan and Wisconsin has, you know. What so, do you mean when you say werewolf well, sightings? I, 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 want, I don't want to say, you know, werewolf in the traditional okay. way, but there there's a lot of sightings that's taken place um, that well, that's going on in Ohio. Like, I'm, I've been working on an investigation in Akron, Ohio, for the past um, year and a half, going on two years. And um, there's a metro park up there that they're getting a lot of sightings of a creature which um, is being reported as your typical Van Helsing-style werewolf. Mm. You know, um, the, 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 the picture, I mean, I've got a lot of eyewitness drawings you know, the mm. thing where it's ran across the road. I mean, the, the park district knows about it. I mean, they, they know what's going on. And, you know, their official word on it is we don't like to talk about it. Okay. You know, and then their official word is we can't talk about it. So they know what it is. They know what's going on. The rangers have seen it. I mean, one of the I even got to talk to one of the rangers. Um, and how I kind of got about it was that – it was, you know, this ranger, you know, was uh, closing up 
you know, the park. So he he's walking back to his vehicle, and he you know he sees this you know dog, you know, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, uh, okay. Sorry about that. Um, okay. He sees this dog sitting off um, about twenty yards away. And he said it has this, like, most oddest look on his face. And it's, like, right at dusk. You know, it's starting to get dark, you know. And um, uh, he just remembers this this look that's on this, you know, dog's face. And so he gets in his vehicle, and he backs up, and he turns the lights on, and he has to face the dog in order to get out. So as soon as, the you know, the lights hit, this dog, he says it it stood up on on two hind legs. Wow! And walked, literally walked off <sighs> as it was looking for him. And he, he he the only way he can describe it in the picture that he drew of oh, it you're me <laughs> was a, a a German Shepherd. He said, just take a take a German Shepherd and put you know human style legs and human style <gasps> arms on it. And he even drew a tail. He even saw a tail. You know, um, and. So he went home and he you know was kind of really freaked out about it and he told his wife and his wife was really good friends with a paranormal group mm. called MEPS up there in Akron and you know she called them and you know she got, you know talked to uh, one of the investigators and stuff said you know this is what's going on so the one that I knew I knew actually the people in that group and they go, we got to call Jiffy. we got to call Jiffy. Right. So they called me, and I, you know, I, I ended up driving like five hours, sure. you know, to, to go up there. Because you're and, south and they're north, so you're Yeah, and, 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 and got there in the morning and uh, met with the, the ranger, and he showed me exactly where it was, and I, I found these 168 tracks. Because no. it was snow on the ground, no. yeah, um, that led out of the woods, and they're like human-style feet, but they had these extremely large um, claw marks. You, you know? saw this with your own eye. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got pictures of them. I took pictures of them. You know, um, you know these tracks, and I, you know, I've never seen anything like these tracks in the snow. I mean, before they were just wicked looking. I mean, I mean, they had these large claws about size, you know, almost the size of your fingers. And um, they were fresh, I mean, because I got there like right in the morning, you know, and they, and, you know, this was like the day after this this ranger had a sighting. Mm-hmm. That was know. worth it. That yeah, was worth so it was well <laughs> worth it. And, you know, I, you know I, got his, I got his eyewitness drawing, you know, that he did for me, you know, um, and things, and it's just, you know, um, they're just really wicked, you know, really wicked-looking tracks. And like I said, I, I found like 168 of them I counted going from the deep part of the woods, and um, there was like 38 of them, you know, um, that was leading from where it was standing going out of the park across the road, you know. And, oh, and stuff. That, and, that, so that's like where the trail kind of fell off was when it hit yeah, the road. Yeah, when it hit the road. And the thing of it is a lot of people have been seeing this thing run out of the park. And I got mm-hmm. a couple eyewitnesses that I was able to get a talk to that had no connection with the ranger or anything like that. Um, and they all drew, you know, almost the identical creature. A very large snout, like a dog. They all described it as a husky or a German Shepherd with human arms and legs, you know. And 
and it, it was it was weird. I I even had the park. We even had set up to do a. Um, they were going to close the park down for about mm-hmm. three days, and we wow. were going to do an investigation in the park. And the part of the deal was with the um, Metro Park was that you know I had to, you know, have at least two armed rangers <gasps> with me, you know. And I said that oh that's fine that's cool you know and uh-huh. like the day before they canceled it and they will not contact me or talk with me or any more about it, you know. So now why do you think is that because it's so true that they don't want it to get out or they don't want well, it proved well, or. Well, the thing of it is, like I try to explain to them, if someone gets hurt, you're liable, okay, because you knew about it. That's and true. if you, and I said, if you go through with this investigation, it, it will show that you're looking for an answer. You're taking it seriously, you know. And and but they, you know, you know, it, it's going to happen. Someone's going to get hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 the funny thing about this about. Um, about 50 miles away, Linda Godfrey, um, who wrote the book The Beast of Bray Road, mm-hmm. and the Michigan Dog Man was doing an investigation at the same time in Norton, Ohio, okay. with with the same type of sighting that was going on at the same time, you know. And I didn't find this out till like a year later, you know. Um, that she was doing the same thing I was doing at the, you know, within a 50 mile radius at the same time. Do you think you it know, was the, the same, same creature? creature? Oh, do you think it was the exact same? Well, see, we, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Um, you know, the, they've been sightings going on in Ohio of werewolf type, like Germantown, Ohio, give an example. I did an investigation out there, um, where they were finding, like clothes that's been ripped apart and bloody. They were finding, you know, cattle being mutilated. Literally, Whoa. something was eaten off of them. You know, uh, dogs, cats, you know, rabbits, things like that. And you know, the the people of Germantown, Ohio, you know, kind of was kind of like taking it extremely serious. Okay, mm-hmm. and I mean, they would literally go out in groups with guns, patrolling the farms and stuff like that because they 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 knew something was out there. And they were finding these very odd tracks, and they were hearing kind of like howlings and stuff sure, <laughs> and things. And, sure. You know, um, and they really believed in, you know, Germantown that, that, you know, that there was something going on. And, you know, uh, you take uh, Defiance, Ohio, back mm-hmm. in 1972 for a week, mm-hmm. a week, a werewolf-style creature was harassing a town. It even attacked two railroad workers, you know. And it was killing livestock and stuff, and um, and this was taking on. This was going on for a whole complete week, you know. Um, you know. Now, now, in your opinion, though, would it be one creature, or would it be a family of creatures, or a pack would, of creatures? Because that level of intelligence, it doesn't seem, unless it's a supernatural. I know we're getting a misty gray area here, right. but creature whose appetite cannot be satiated. Right. Why would I don't, it do that unless it was doing it for sport? Right. But see, here, here's the thing. I don't. It's what I I believe. Okay. For the for, for the longest time, I was sitting there thinking, well, maybe is it a breed of Bigfoot? Okay. Ah, okay. Um, that was you know that had its snout and stuff. But the point. But the thing of it is, it's it's too much canine looking. You know, compared to Bigfoot. And it, it's more smaller. It's more man size. Mm-hmm. You know, describing weight. You know, maybe about two hundred, two hundred fifty pounds. 
you know, um, and it's described very doggish looking more than it is ape looking. That's so distinctive, dogish. Yeah, That's and and, and that is, yeah. You know, but if you look at from, you know, northern, the northern part of Ohio, going over to the northern part of Indiana, Indiana, into mm-hmm. Illinois, Wisconsin, coming back around to the lower peninsula of Michigan, you know, and going into um, uh, Pennsylvania, there's so many types of sightings of like a werewolf-style creature just in that whole belt area. Going back, you know, into, you know, the, you know, 1700s. Really? Yeah. How, yeah. You know, and it's just in the, it's just in that that area. And you again, know. it's the Midwest area, which yeah. is interesting to me. Yeah. Like, I wonder that almost makes me think. And Brian and I've talked some about this too. But do you think it could be? I know this is a little out there, but something more like the way the ley lines are in the earth, or the you know vibration or the energy field, could that be more conducive, or do you think it's more? Just the natural terrain that they like. No, I mean that, that's a very interesting because if you okay, if you 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 take a globe, okay, and um, the nautical lines, I, I can't think what the actual what they're called on the globe. Right, you know, right. uh, your lateral and um, God, I know showing my ignorance now. <laughs> no, but, okay, but if, but <laughs> it, like if you look at every single lake monster sighting around the world. They all fall within these two parallels on the globe, all the way around. Really? Okay. Every yeah. single sighting that you've every single falls sighting within. falls within these two, you know, and um, it that that's fine and that's really unique. That I mean, even I mean, for where you know Japan, you know Alaska, all the way to you know Loch Ness, Lake Champlain, mm-hmm. you know Turkey. You know the Middle East and stuff, um, the, uh, in Russia, you know, and stuff. I mean, they, they all fall within the two lateral lines, you know. And it, it's really interesting that you know that it, that it's doing that. Um, so there's the possibility of them staying within, you know, um, that type of a realm is you know there's a reason why it's there, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is that is, does it have something to do with you know uh, the electrical currents that's you know that's in the earth or you know um, you know the water source that's in the earth uh, that puts off sure. you know yeah sure. I mean it's just it's 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 just too hard to you know figure it out you know and I apologize to the listening audience this is like my thing and I know it's one of Brian's things I don't know about Kareem but I mean since childhood what first captured me and you just mentioned it was actually what got me interested in this realm was the famous Loch Ness Monster. I don't know why that grabbed me or why. Maybe it's because I'm a Pisces and the whole water thing, but it just grabbed my attention. It was so fascinating. I just had this deep-seated belief that this was real no matter what I heard or what I watched or, you know, what I read that said opposite. I just felt that these mythical creatures were real. Right, because, I mean, Loch Ness is probably the most famous monster other than you know Bigfoot, he's probably Nessie's probably more famous than Bigfoot itself, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And everybody around, what was this? I, w- I was reading that Nessie is probably more famous than Elvis. Oh. 
you know, <laughs> and, 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 and that's, 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 that's you know, but I mean, but people, I mean, I think what the article is trying to, I mean, I don't think anything's more, you know, I mean, more famous than Elvis, right, <laughs> I mean, right. you, you know, but, but as I think what the article is basically trying to say is that, you know, it's, it's up there and it's just as well known, you know, it's just one of these things that's, you know, uh, you know, if, if U-Haul's putting it on the side of their trucks, I mean, that's, you oh, know, good point. you know, you know, that, you know, there's something to it, you know, and like I said, it's just, um, there's, there's, you know, we live in a world that, you know, that is just so odd and so strange, True. you know, any, the possibility, and, and that's, see, this whole thing is what kills me with science, you know, mm-hmm. science is supposed to be open-minded and, you know, and, and willing to look at the possibility of other stuff, but science will not look at the possibility of ghosts, Bigfoots, you know, UFOs, you know, and and stuff. And it's 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 just really, it, to me, it's a crime, you know, because you can't say you're science if you're not willing to look at the possibility. And and I always tell people, you know, Bigfoot is never going to exist until science says it does. Uh, okay. It okay. doesn't matter how much video you have, how much physical evidence that you have. You know, he's not going to exist until science says he exists because science wants a body that they can cut apart and pull stuff mm, out of and look right. at it. Okay. And science does not like to be wrong. That's for sure. So <laughs> science would most likely classify it as something other than what it is so they don't have to be wrong. Mm, you know? Mm. But We've seen that if, before. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but you can understand something. I mean, there, there, you know, there's people sitting on death row right mm-hmm. now with less physical. Uh, let me let me rephrase this with less circumstantial evidence than mm-hmm. there is proving the existence of Bigfoot UFOs and you know ghosts. Okay, and it, it you know human testimony. Doesn't mean crap in the field of you know in the field of the paranormal and cryptozoology, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's okay enough to put someone to death, you know, in the real world. I've never thought of that actually. They, you know, that's really that's really true. So, what is your opinion yeah. of the whole Loch Ness monster? I don't think that's something that you don't investigate that, or do you investigate? Because there's been no, Ohio I do like society. monster stuff. I, I, oh, you, know, you do. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh God, I love lake monsters. <laughs> okay. You know, I love lake monsters and stuff like that. Nessie, you know, right now, I, I, my honest opinion, I don't think there's anything there now. Now. Um, okay. You know, um, I think that. Well, I have like two. I'm 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 fighting over two two theories. You know, that one. You know, that Loch Ness monster, like the Lake Champlain monster, and some of these. You know, other other lake monsters may be the same creature, because you know, like I said, where they all fall within the same mm-hmm. latitude. Okay, mm-hmm. and they may be underwater caverns, and it may be just a family of them bouncing all around. And they may you be know, connected underwater. You're yeah, and they connected can go underwater. From one lake to another yeah. one place. Okay. Correct. You know, underwater caverns and stuff. So you know that's why we don't see them that much. But you see them over here, and then you see them over there. Uh, you know, and it may take months, you know, or years for them to move from one place to another. You know, but because um, the, they do know that they are caves 
in Loch Ness. Mm -hmm. They they do know that. Um, But, you know, um, as far as is Loch, you know, is Nessie a uh, plesiosaurus or is it an extremely Mm -hmm. large ill or is it, you know, a deformed sturgeon, you know, or Mm -hmm. or what? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I believe that there was something there years and years and years ago, but I think it's probably died out and, you know, another species is probably took in its place or it evolved. Because here's the thing, you know, about dinosaurs, you know, like, you know, evolving. You know, people talk like in the Congo, you know, Michaela Bimbe, okay, which is a um, um, a large brontosaurus or brachiosaurus, mm-hmm. you know, yep. Heard and, and things. But, you know, would, if a dinosaur is discovered today, do you think it's going to look the same as it did 65 million years ago? No way. Pro, no, it's not. It's going to, it, it would have evolved into something, yeah, you know, to something different. Now, even though if it's living in an environment that is closed like the Congo, it's still going to change a little bit. Not much, but a little bit. You know, and you take the whole thing with alligators. You know, alligators, you know, um, have not been, you know, um, tied down to one area where they couldn't get out, but yet they stayed the same as they Mm -hmm. did 65 million years ago. And evolution had a reason why they stayed the same and no one else did, Mm -hmm. you know. And, um, but, you know, it's, you know, I don't know, you know, um, I, I, I hope that there's something still there in Loch Ness. You know, there've been some new pictures coming out recently, you know, um, of some some sightings there at Loch Ness and pretty interesting, you know, photographs, you know. So, you know, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it, you know. Well, what have you uh, looked into as far as lake monsters? I mean, have you discovered anything or what have you found in your investigation? I really haven't found um, nothing exciting or anything like that, (laughs) you know. Um, I, I, I've gone to different lakes and, you know, put cameras and stuff out trying to get something, you know, um, I didn't even get, you know, nothing, you know, it's just the whole thing. I think with lake monsters, it's just one of these things that, you know, um, that, uh, it, it, it's, it's a luck shot type thing, you know, right. Uh, you know, right. it, you know, it's just one of these luck things, you know, and I, I, you know, I, 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 you know, love the, you know, the guys that go out there and spend all day, you know, you know, just, you know, on the, on the banks there, you know, hoping to get that million dollar shot. I mean, because uh-huh. that's the case. Good you luck know. with that, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it's, you know, like I said, I, I've done a few. I haven't really, you know, uh, been putting a lot of time into it. I mean, I've always loved the like monster stuff. I, I just a lot of my stuff has been doing is like you know the Bigfoot stuff, the you know the werewolf stuff. You know, um, I wrote a book called um, Winged Entity Casebook, which is about like your Mothman, the Jersey Devil type creatures, gargoyle style creature, large thunderbirds and stuff. And um, you know, I, I've been really kind of getting into a lot of that stuff. You well, know, since and, you brought that up, let's talk a little bit about. Um, I've actually been to Point Pleasant. Have you been to Point Pleasant, Brian? You're in Texas, probably not, because it's in West Virginia. No, I haven't been there. No, you but gotta you know. go, dude. You gotta go there because I'm <laughs> telling you, um, 
when you go into that town, thank you, you I know you're feel thank you. I the awareness. I am not oh, yeah. kidding. Oh yeah. It's, it's it's just something weird about that town. Really? And you and they have a hotel it, right? there called the Lowell Hotel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably one of the most haunted spots Thank in America. You. Yeah. And my that, you know it's called the Low Hotel. Oh, okay. And you gotta stay there, dude, because I'm <laughs> telling you, you know, it I mean, I, I woke up one night in the middle of the night and there was a kid standing at the end of my bed looking at me and he just gone, you know, and oh. um yeah, I mean it's 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 we were the day we were there, a friend of mine was saw something looking out of their window of their room and snapped a picture of it, and it's like this skeleton-style entity. I mean, it was, it, I mean, it's 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 a weird, there was a guy that took a, they have a ballroom there, and there was a guy that um, took a picture of the ballroom at night. He was just walking by, and he threw the camera in there, and it was lights were off, and threw, took all these pictures, and it's all these people wearing, like, turn-of-the-century clothing. <gasps> it's, oh, uh, cool yeah, that? and they, they, they wow. got this, they got this orb with a human face in it, which is the, I mean, it's, it's, it's really weird, you know, um, and it, it's, it's, and, and I'm telling you, it's, it's, you know, one of the best, most scary, I say, I, I think it's more scarier, scarier than the Stanley Hotel. I'm not kidding. That's you something. know, I think this place, I mean, because like you always request to go up on the third floor because the fourth floor is shut down, but you can always hear, you know, people talking uh-huh. and you hear people moving and stuff. It's just, it's a really weird, weird place. But, um, you know, um, is he a guest also? Because if he does, let him have time to talk, too. Oh, no, no. He's he's a co-host. So oh, okay. Okay, if, cool. If we're gracious and allow them to talk. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't want to step on his toes there. Brian. No, but, no. Um, but, uh, yeah. well, i got to tell Brian, I've got to back it up because that is so weird. As you, I believe as you drive into that area, to me it's like a vice. It kind of like mm-hmm. closes down around you. It is the heaviness there in the whole town. Like I'm used to going on paranormal investigations. I know you are too, Jody and Brian, where you walk mm-hmm. in a house. And it's just in that house. But what's so strange, it's the, I don't know. I told my girls when we went there, I don't know how people live there, to be honest. Because I don't know how they live under that. It's like this oppression. You can almost reach out and touch. It, it is. I mean, you're you're depressed when you're there. Thank you. You know, and, it, and it's like, you know, um, it's like a vortex, man. I mean, it's like going into, you know, the twilight zone. I'm, I'm serious. That's the only way I can describe it. It's like, you know, you know going into... A, a, a different, a different world is well, the only way. Like you're being watched, don't you feel this? Oh, I, you always. Don't feel like you're being watched, like from the hotel or from the river. You feel like it's like all. It's crazy stuff. Like I have never been in a town, and I've been in some crazy towns. I've been in Indian villages and Western ghosts. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been in tons of different places, but this has its own you just have to go there to believe it really yeah i mean mean, i'm serious it is it's it's like you know um i don't know you know it's just it's 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 just a wicked place even at night i mean it's the only place i've ever seen where it'll just lightning at you know at night no thunder no rain it's just lightnings you know um Mm -hmm. and that and it's just you know it's I don't know, you know. It's just, I just get cold chills and 
you know, when I even think of that place. I, I don't like to go there that much anymore. You know? I won't go. I said I'm never going there again because no. when I draw it up, even as we talk about it, it's so powerful. I, I kind of feel that energy start to creep up. I mean, it's that. Uh, it's just crazy. But what there's, do you there's, think? There's evil in That's that it. town. That's what it you is. You know, there's evil. And, and the thing of it is, the history of it is, like, you know, the, you know, the the area you know they they wanted to do a truce with the Indians and they lied to the Indians and they invited them all to this big dinner and then they killed them all you yeah. know and then they went back and you know slaughtered the women and the children and the last word of the chief is he put a two hundred year old hex on the town you know mm-hmm. and so the town's trying to kiss ass with this dead Indian. You know, and and painting all these beautiful yeah, Native American murals all over the wall. They put a, they built a statue of them and stuff. And you know, they have, you know, his his day and all this stuff just to try to war off the, you know, the hex. And I mean, if the people know that there's something there, you know, wrong. I mean, you know, there's something wrong. Well, it's a broken you know. down town. I mean, the storefronts for the most part are empty, and the people's spirit are empty. It's not a thriving bus. Oh my God, I, we, you know? you know, we were there. Got up Sunday morning to go get breakfast, and there's nothing open. No restaurants or nothing. It's like, what is this? You, no one. I mean. Doesn't anybody eat on Sunday? I know. I mean, you know, They're too God. scared to, Jody. They're too scared to go out of the I know. It, it, it's something. I mean, now people are seeing, you know, you know, people swear that there's an underground military installation there and, yeah, you know, that. and stuff. And, you know, that. I don't know, man. I tell you what. Well, what do you think about the whole Mothman? And I know they're called different things in different places and different cultures, but what's your theory or your take on that? And have you had any experience yourself with photographing or talking to witnesses regarding that? I, 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 I did an investigation here in Ohio um, with a winged entity type mm-hmm. Mothman type creature next to an airport in uh, actually, the now this is what makes it so ironic. Hopefully not in okay. Delaware. <laughs> no, it's here in Ohio. It's in Cincinnati. Okay, it's called Lunkin Airfield. MUFON just moved their headquarters there. Really? Okay. Yes. Yes. And uh, there's something odd, and uh, you know, that's been flying around this airport. You know, and um, there's. Um, I'm sorry. That's my. That's all right. I can tell it's your phone. phone. <laughs> yeah. um, something odd, you know, and so I, you know, we were out there and, you know, um, we got this most ungodly um, scream, you know, um, you know, it, it, it's just it's the most wickedest scream that we, you know, and, and I, you know, we were thinking that this is what this thing is because, you know, um, we knew you know, uh, they've been had sightings and stuff, and it's just it's it's really, you know, it's scary as hell. You know. So you got audio evidence, not any. You didn't see anything visually. No, no, no. It's just audio. But like I said, uh, you know, we, uh, I had the, the the scream looked at by, um, um, an individual of mine, uh, individual friend of mine that. Um, has a bunch of listing of different type of owls and birds and, oh, okay. mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, um, 
coyotes and stuff like that, you know, screams, you know, basic sounds that animal, night animals make. And it didn't match up to anything, you know, that they had, any, not, not any type of predator bird or anything like that. And it was just, you know, it's just he, because, you know, you said just the, the pitch of this was, the, the, it would have been extremely large, <laughs> you know, and stuff. So it's just, you know, but the, the whole thing, like, like you know, um, the Mothman, you know, in Point Pleasant, I believe um, that it's, uh, um, I don't, I don't know how else to put it. it. It's just, it's definitely a cryptid, you know, um, mm-hmm. but I, I really think it's, it, this thing is definitely UFO connected, Ah. Uh. you know, other than just a regular flesh and blood monster that came out of, you know, the, you know, ruins of the TNT factory. I really, <laughs> I mean, think that, you know, it's, it's definitely, definitely UFO connected. I mean, you know, there, there's something. There's too much other activity going on in that area, and that's been going on in that, that's UFO connected, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, and things. Okay. That's where I really think it's it's got to be something, you know, um, something connected that way, you know. But uh, the whole thing about the Mothman itself, I I really believe it's you know something like the the Angel of Death. You know, sure. It, you know, it, you know, it only happens, you know, um, when something bad happens. I mean, they've had a lot of reports, of, and, and there's a really good photograph of one right at, you know, at nine nine eleven. Oh, there is. Oh yeah, yeah. There's hmm. a. I mean, it, this thing up. that's flying, um, it, it, it's very, very huge. You know, and it looks like a man with wings. You know, um, yeah. If you if you hit the if you Google. Go like Google Image, um, the the Mothman of 911, and anyway. the picture okay. will pop up. And I mean, it's in, it's like a you're looking down a street at the the towers, and this thing's like flying towards the towers. Are you? you know? Wow, almost like the plane. Interesting. Yeah, well, I and did. you know what it brings to mind is the banshee thing, you know. Of oh yeah, the, yeah, the banshee. Mm-hmm. Very similar to me in vibration and, and message, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. the, that you know, if you see one of these things or you hear one of these things more, you know, there, you know, of course, the legend of the banshee is someone you know is going mm-hmm. to die, but you know, it seems like it's similar. You know, something big is going to happen. So that's so you believe that that's kind of not the banshee, but the um, Mothman type of creatures, you know, are more of a. Are you saying they're like an interdimensional being, or? Yeah, I, I really, I really believe it's interdimension. I, I don't think it's um, um, definitely something that uh, um, that that, like I said, it's just something that came out of the ruins, you know, uh, from the chemicals and all this stuff from. Um, uh, you know, Point Pleasant. Right. You know, I, I, I never bought that theory, you know. Um, you know, I, I spent almost 20 years in the Army. You know, I'm, mm. I'm an Iraq War vet, you know, and the the military has, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to put the right word I can say this without getting shot in the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> I love it. 
the military the, the military knows that there's things out there that shouldn't be out there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Give you one really good example. Um when Katrina hit, okay. Mm-hmm. Um I I knew a lot of guys from Blackwater. Okay. Um from, you know, serving in Iraq. Sure. And um I was actually going to you know, um be on, you know, a member of of, of Blackwater uh before a lot of this other stuff happened after I got back from Iraq. And um, Blackwater was there, um, but they weren't Blackwater at the time. They were, you know, just regular contracted security guys, and um, along with the U.S. Army. And, um, you know, I was talking with some of these guys, and they were telling me that they were having issues Hmm. with reptilians. Really? Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, reptilians are. What are you talking about? Like lizard <laughs> monsters and stuff. I mean, whoa. And whoa. you know, and he was saying, well, they're human, and and you know, they were human looking. I mean, body wise, but they're reptilians, and there was a lot of them. Oh. And um, that was like one of the main reasons why they said they took the guns away from the people. Because really? all it takes is a civilian to shoot one, you know, and, you know, it got out. Okay? Wait, so that they didn't was, want, like, this big thing to get out in the news that there were these creatures, you're saying? Well, no, no, it was it didn't even hit the news. I mean, this was something, I mean, they had photographed evidence of these things. What these things were doing, he said, these guys said they were out on patrol one night, and they ran into two of them. And they said they looked at them, and their bodies froze where they were able to get away. You mean they, like, froze the the Army guys? The soldiers, them? yeah. Literally, you know, paralyzed them to, to, to get away. And the Army knew about them. And, you know, um, they were out looking for them. And, they were, you know, and their only theory was that they were living underground. And when the water came in, it forced mm-hmm. them all up, you know. So they know, the military knows that there's stuff like this going on. You're making you know. me want to, like, board up my house and buy, like, submachine guns. <laughs> like, well, you, you know what? <laughs> this is crazy stuff. I mean, this is, you know. There, this, there's some weird stuff going on, you know. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, um, you know, um Jody, you are the man. You are so. Connected. I know, but I mean, there's there's stuff that I know that that I oh, can't I get into. You know, but but I, I I'm I'm telling yeah. you there there's there's um I mean don't think for one minute they don't know what's going on, and the thing of it is, a lot of it is you know um you know you know why isn't people you know every, every single American knows UFOs exist. I mean I mean literally everybody knows that. You know, everybody knows that there's something odd out there because, you know, everybody wants to believe, you know, but, you know, our government believes that, you know, we can't handle it. Yeah, we can handle it. Mm -hmm. We've always can handle it, you know, but the point of it is, you know, it's a control factor. You know, if, you know, you're aware of something, they can't control you. Well, it always has been. Knowledge. Yeah. 
because the existence of humanity has always been power, and it always well, will. I mean, you know? did you by any chance see that show Mermaids that was on Animal Planet? I'm so glad you asked that because we actually had a chat room question asking yeah. me to ask you about that. But I'm so caught up in my own little world with you here. I haven't gotten into it yet. So I saw part of it. Yeah, okay. But, I mean, it was fake. Okay, Animal Planet played it off that it wasn't fake. <laughs> okay. You know, and um, the the military's kind of pissed about it because, you know, now everybody's blaming the military for, you know, the U.S. Navy for, you know, the sonar that they don't have, and it's killing all the whales and all this other stuff, you know. and But the point of, of the whole show, what made sense is, you know, the human species, we can't coexist with anything without destroying it, let alone another species of human. Mm. Okay, mm. and you know the point of it is you I, you know they kept it secret, you know because we can't deal that we could we couldn't deal with the fact knowing that there's another species of human compared to that there's another I mean that there's species of aliens you know that's out there you know the the fact that you know that you know because it will bring out the fact of religion. You know, there you, you go. Know, you know, Papa, before yeah. it would I mean extraterrestrial life? Okay, my I, I'm, I'm uh, you know I'm Catholic. I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic mm-hmm. grade school, Catholic high school. Okay, and I finally came. I mean, from well, from serving in Iraq, finding a you know uh, you know people that religion is you know their God says to kill. You know, and you know you kind of lose your religion and something like that, and you kind of figure out you know well. You know what kind of God will allow you to kill in His name and do nothing about it? So, mm. is there actually a God? And I kind of come to the conclusion I really think that you know our Creator are you know you know extraterrestrials. I, I don't think there is you know a, a God. I don't think there is a heaven. You know, um, I, I you know, and I hate to say it like that. You know, um, but you know, you know. Um, you know, being in that type of environment and dealing with those type of people, you know, know, it destroys it. But, you know, the fact that, you know, if there's another species of human, that would create a problem with religion before the fact of aliens, because, you know, it's another species, you know, of, of, um, I'm trying to get the right word, Um, not human beings, but, you know, life. Which is it would be more exciting to know that you know, hey, God created someone else other than us. That's cool, so we yeah. can accept it. But right. but why would God create something like a human living in the water? You know, you know, and things. And I mean, and, and that's 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 the whole you know problem. You know, but um, you know, um, the, so the do whole you believe with, in mermaid? I mean, do you believe there are mermaid a mermaid? species, I guess. I don't know what to call it. I I've talked with people that I knew in the Navy way before this show came out. And this show is based on factual reports. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Now when they talk about the bleep, okay, that whole thing has been going on for years and I've talked with people that I knew in the Navy that, you know, they've got these bleeps and they don't know what it is. They know there's a different species out there, and and Noah actually knows, you know, that this stuff is going on. That they're they're finding different species, but they are they're thinking that they're dolphins, 
You know, they're oh. thinking that's another species, but you know, but the fact of it is, you know, they're they're just like one or two of them that they're getting, or three. You know, they're not like getting a bunch of them. You know, it's just, you know, one here, and then five, six years later, they're getting another one in a different part of the ocean. You know, and uh, so that's factual stuff. You know, they're getting, you know, these, these you know, um, but is there is there mermaids out there? You know, it the possibility is great because we don't know what's in our oceans. You know, we don't know, you know, what's what's there. You know, we know more about the, you know, the moon and the space than we do, you know, of what's in our oceans. That's and true. It's right here with us, you know, and things. I mean, the whole idea, I think, of mermaids, I think, would be really neat. I really do, you know. That's really, yeah, that's interesting. Well, and like you said, the oceans are so uncharted, you know, just like mm-hmm. space, kind of. I mean, there's just so much unexplored. Yeah. I want to get back a minute to the Mothman kind of thing and to the connection, mm-hmm. which maybe you don't want to start to think you know too much. But anyway, <laughs> you might not want to talk too much about this, but what is the men in black whole connection is that always with a Mothman thing? Is that always with a no, that's, I've, that's I've heard it always, with UFOs, too. Or it's UFOs connected with UFOs. And I, 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 one of the main reasons why I got out of the UFO stuff, um, one was because of Bigfoot, and two, because I've had two very, very close friends of mine um, who were into some very heavy, heavy stuff, sighting-wise. You know, I mean, to the point they were getting ready to expose, and they both died of cancer. I mean, just real quick. No one dies of cancer. Quick. Quick. Okay, it doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen. You know, and um, these guys died of cancer quick. And both of them, I mean, um, uh, would call me, not just me, but other people, you know, hey, you need to get over to my house. You know, there, there's, there's men in black outside my house right now. And when I go outside to approach them, they get in their vehicles and they go, you know, um, no license plates, no nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one one case, he, you know, he said that um, they came to his door <gasps> and um, they told him to report to the IRS. Really? You know? And he went down to, you know, the IRS and sat there for a few hours, got in to see the guy, didn't even talk to him or anything like that. He said, thank you for coming. And he went back home and, you know, his stuff was already gone through, uh, you know, uh. and, and stuff. So, I mean, there was just a lot of odd stuff. And, you know, I've heard stories about, you know, this, you know, where they were, they say go to the IRS and it's just like, you know, I'm dreading the day I'm told to go to the IRS. You yeah. Know, oh, come man. have somebody come sit in my house. You know. You know. And um, um, so you know. Did they, your you friends know, know too much? I I guess. Well, oh, they knew. They knew. I'm gonna tell you what. They they knew way too much than what they they should have known, and they were coming out with the information. Um, and like I said, uh, one died. Um, in a few, you know. Uh, about a year later, the other one died, um, you know, because he kind of picked up what was left with the other guy, you know, uh, and stuff. And uh, the one friend of mine, his wife and daughter, just 
can't be found anymore. They just what? packed up and gone, you know, right after he died, you know, and stuff. And, um, you know, wow. I don't think anything happened to them. I just right. think you they, think they left. Know, they wanted to, like, start over, yeah, get out of this. They wanted to, situation. yeah, you know. Um, but, um, you know, my other friend, uh, you know, it's just, you know, some really weird stuff. I mean, um, you know, literally, like I said, he would call me in the middle of the night terrified, you know, and, and things and, you know, asked me to come over, you know, he'd ask some of his, you know, other friends of ours, you know, to, you know, you got to get over here and sit with me. I mean, he was terrified for his life. I mean, he got to the point he wouldn't leave his house, lost his job, everything. He was just too afraid to leave, you know. Wow. So have you ever seen, and I don't know if you want to answer this, but, I mean, it's a kind of nebulous question, I guess. Have you ever seen a UFO yourself other than, you know? You know what? I I, I saw something um, back in the early 80s, which was a very large triangle-shaped object. You know, um, I, you know, I had no idea what it was and still have mm-hmm. no idea what it was. It was just one of these things that I I, I saw. I came out of my apartment complex mm-hmm. um, where I was living at the time, and I just, you know, you know, you know, like when a plane flies over you, sure. you know, you kind of see the shadow and you kind of darks out a little bit, and that's how it did, but it made no sound. And mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was just amazed with it, but it was just, you know, I... I'm thinking, like, you know, is anyone seeing this? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's like six o'clock at night. I mean, is anyone? I mean, it's it's getting ready to fly over a major, ho- you know, highway, you know, and, and stuff. And um, well, you know, know the old saying, or I guess it's not an old saying, but it's a saying in paranormal circles is, "No one ever looks up." Have you heard that? It, it, it does, <laughs> but you know, here's the funny thing about it. I'm I'm at um, I'm at the gym, and this was like two months ago. You know, I'm at the gym. And um, so I go down into the hot tub, you know, after working out, and, you know, I'm relaxing in the hot tub, and this girl gets in the hot tub, and we're just sitting there talking. And, um, I mean, just talking in general about different stuff. And um, uh, somehow the the subject UFOs came up, and she goes, well, you know, um, I was living in North College Hill, and this was like in 1987, you know, um, I'm walking out of my apartment, and I see this large triangle object fly over my apartment complex, you know, and it's going right over 275, you know, and I'm like, dude, (laughs) you know, I'm like. I'm not crazy. (laughs) I'm not crazy because I was right there, 1987. I said, where would you live? She says, Quell, Quell Quartz Apartments. And I said, dude, I live right there. I right there. I saw the same thing. It was just, it was funny because we had no connection whatsoever, you know. But she saw the same thing I saw, you know. And it was just, I mean, it was just one of these most remarkable things that, you know, I mean, because something like that never, ever happens, you know. But um, I've been involved in, um, there, there was one incident, a UFO incident that happened in the military, that was um um I was a uh, nineteen Delta which was a cavalry scout. Hmm. Um so we're uh at the time in our training that we were doing, um 
we were on the range with M1 Abram tanks, okay? And um, I was working with the ammo guys on bringing the ammunition out to the tanks for the range. And so we're on the range, and uh, the tanks are firing and stuff. Now the, now the tanks set, the firing range set in a um, um, very low in the ground you know, um, kind of like away from everything. And, you know, the highway was, you know, kind of sitting up real high on the opposite side of the, you know, the range, you know, or, you know, the main road and stuff. And so the rain master goes and um, uh, gets on the PA and says, you know, everybody dismount their vehicles hmm. and move back slowly back behind the range range control so everybody i mean they're not they're they're still tanks with live ammunition still in the barrels of these these guns uh-huh. okay and everybody's moved back so everybody's behind range control and they go see that building there everybody go inside that building so everybody goes inside the building so we're sitting in there um and the mps come up and so the mps are outside you know, uh, we weren't allowed to leave the building, so we're all sitting inside this building for, you know, like four hours, yeah. you know. And they go, okay, everybody, come on out. Okay. And, you know, um, our uh, company commander's like, you know, what the hell is this? You know, what the, and, and, and the range master, you know, uh, said, they said, well, um, they're trying to sh- communicate with the shuttle and, um, the firing was interrupting communications. Oh. Okay. So this one sergeant um, gets up and he goes, well, wait a minute. I work for AT&T, okay, and yeah. I help build stuff for the satellites. No, you're wrong, <laughs> you know. And oh. and, and the, the captain goes, well, you know, the shuttle's not even up. When did the shuttle launch? <laughs> you know, it's tough. Uh, five so, seconds ago? <laughs> yeah, like five seconds ago. So, you know, and they said, okay, you know, telling everybody, you know, don't don't worry about that, you know, this how happy horse. Yeah, blah, so, blah, blah, yeah. So the following morning, you know, um, and stuff, um, the newspapers in the area, it was like all these massive UFO sightings and stuff. So the oh, only, only thing we can think, I mean, because they ground all the aircraft I mean everything on, on post and stuff, and the only thing I can sit there and think of is you know they were a lot of massive sightings, and they didn't want uh, the guns firing, thinking that it was a threat, like an attack, you know, right? Yeah, like you were attacking towards them, and, right? You know, and stuff. So that was like my only UFO ex- experience, you know, um, and things, uh, you know, in the in the military. Now um, I've seen some very odd stuff and. Iraq, um, you know, um, yeah, some some really odd, 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 odd stuff, you know, because, you know, the funny thing about it, when we were in Kuwait, uh, we were in Kuwait City, when we, when we first got to Iraq, we were in Kuwait, and um, we had to go pick our vehicles and stuff to, at the port, and uh, the Kuwaiti Navy is out there, and they're, like, circling this area, man, we're like, okay, you know, there's terrorists and shit, you know, going on out there, and um, so here comes, you know, the Kuwaiti, you know, um, uh, like a company of the Kuwaiti Army, you know, is coming down by the docks there, and we're we're like all standing there looking out, and 
you know, I, I, I asked the one guy, I said, you know, um, what's going on? You know, and, you know, all the Kuwaitis speak English and stuff. And he goes, it's back. And I go, <gasps> what? And he goes, he, what, I can't remember the name of what they call it, but there's this large serpent, sea serpent, that's always around this port. And the Navy's always been trying to catch us, son of a bitch. Uh-huh. You know, excuse my French. But, okay. you know, but, you know, but they always send the military out um, to kind of cordon off the area and stuff. But I'm like, what? And he goes, oh, yeah, he was describing this thing. He said, you know, I've seen it like six times and stuff, you know, and, you know, um, it's this, you know, large sea serpent, you know, like a big snake is, you know, and, um, it, it, you know, the things like, you know, 100 feet, you know, 150 feet long and stuff. And it's, you know, massive and stuff. And. And things, and um, you know, wow. and I thought that was kind of that was kind of neat, <laughs> you know, to hear yeah. about, you know, quite. But you know, but like I said, you know, I, I've I've seen, you know, just odd stuff like you know, um, a circle of blue lights. We're out in a, um, um, just we're between Baghdad and Balad, and um, we're in our vehicles, and here there's just like these lights, these blue lights. Um, one big light, and it goes into a circle of a bunch of little ones, and it goes and lands, mm. you know, in the desert. And we're watching this thing. And, um, you know, so we're calling, you know, is there anything in this right. area, you know, and stuff like, you know, maybe special operations or something like that. And, you know, oh, there's nothing out there in that area, you know, um, you know, and stuff. So they, you know, sent a couple birds out to, you know, um, you know, to see what's out there and stuff, and, you know, this thing goes off. And it was just it was just really weird, you know, and, um, that you know, no one knew what it was. You know, it wasn't the enemy. It wasn't ours, our guys or anything. It was like, you know, uh, did we just witness a UFO, you know, in the desert here? How you know, far because away it was, was just, that from you? Could, uh, it, it, it was probably about a quarter of a mile away, but you got to understand yeah. something in the desert, you know, um, even at night, it's pretty light. Oh, yeah, you know? right. And, um, you know, and it's just flat, it's flat land. You know, the, I mean, when you get up, like, in the northern part of Iraq where um, Turkey and stuff is, that's where you get into where the mountains and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it, I mean, okay. I mean, it was nothing to go in the, I mean, you know, in the desert. And it's, like, all freaking sand and just see a patch of green grass, <laughs> you know, which, and it was weird. It's, uh, you know. I mean, just a big, beautiful patch of green grass, just growing in, like in the middle of the freaking desert, <laughs> you know. And it's like that's weird, you know. That is weird. But um, you know, but but the thing, but you know, the the history of Iraq, you know, um, with a lot of, I mean, UFOs, and even though you know, when you when you talk to, you know, the Hajis and stuff, and you know, the Hajis will sit and tell you, I mean, just you know, I mean, it's like before the American invasion. I mean, it was just like you know. You know, they would people would watch just watch the this the skies, you know, because they would see this weird stuff, and it's just I mean, it was something that always went through history, you know, and stuff. I mean, I was like never involved in you know any any covert operations with you know monsters or UFOs mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. like that, you know, you and, um, right. and things. But I mean, I just I know a lot of people in a lot of sensitive areas that seen and heard and you know a lot of weird stuff you know so and that's where i get a lot of my 
you know, my stuff from. You know, it's just a lot of this um, odd stuff that, you know, you know, people have seen. It's like, you know, the FBI's got 2,000 classified documents on Bigfoot. They do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 2,000 classified documents. You know, um, oh, yeah, I wrote them under the Freedom of Information Act. Got like 22 copies of just blacked out pages. Oh, that's you funny. know, Here's your information. Uh, Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, you know, they said, you know, in the letter that, you it. know, there's still like 2,000 and some odd pages that's considered classified. I'm like, you know, so the X-Files exist, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. We know, we knew the X-Files exist. Let me ask well, you about um, a popular show Fact or fake? Have you ever watched that? Because oh, fact or fake? Paranormal. I, yeah. I don't like. You know what? I don't like fact or fake paranormal files because I, you know, to me, it's just like, you know, all they're doing is take a bunch of YouTube videos and try to tear them down. You know, and, and to me, I sit there and I watch the sci-fi channels like between fact or fake paranormal files and Destination Truth. Uh-huh. All this money being wasted. Mm-hmm. To me, that's all it is. It's just wasting money, you know, on on you know the the stupid. I, I I don't even know what the hell you want to call them. I mean, but it's it's just it's just to me, it's just a waste. Of, I mean, do something better. Do something you know interesting. You know, I don't care about a a a, a video that you're trying to prove to debunk it. And, and you, you know, you sit there and, and say, okay, we, we can build it. this. Yeah, build we can that, prove right. this. And, you know, you know that, that's fine. You know, but, you know, there's no proof that you proved it. Well, the reason and, I and, brought and, it up, though, is their last show, their season finale was really interesting because they were out by Area 51. And there were scouts from the air base or whatever is around there. I don't know, a base, military base. I think mm-hmm. it's an air base. I'm not sure. And... They were watching the people that were below, but I think it was Ben that had gone up. And, Brian, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you watch this show at all? Brian? Brian? Um, no, no, I haven't. No, oh, okay. I haven't. So Ben went up, and he went away from the other two quite a distance and was, you know, filming and looking at his binoculars. And he was watching the airbase, and the runway lights were up. And all of a sudden, and I can't believe they even allow this on TV, this very fast, very silent, very hard to see object flies in, and they black out the landing strip. It was—it's the strangest. No, that's that's t- that's that's typical. I I I, I my, my nephew's in the Air Force. Okay. Okay, and he's Air Force security police, and that's very typical on sensitive airfields. Why do okay. they do that? Well, it's security reasons. So you know, you don't want, you know, you know, if someone's going to sabotage the, I mean, you want to take out, an, uh, you know, uh, Air Force base, you take the runway out, okay, and you, you cripple oh, the whole base, okay. okay, and and that's very it's sensitive. So it, you know, that's that's just so you regular don't think procedure. That proves, what they because they were trying to say that proves that that was you know a UFO. But you're saying no, no, no. They'll, they'll do that. You know, I've seen it. I mean, Balad Air Base in Iraq. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen them do that, where you know the lights would be off and then the aircraft would come in. They would turn the lights on, you know, and and when the aircraft came in, they turned the lights back off. So you know, Haji was not there mortaring, you know, know, Uh, air air raid. So I mean, so that was very common. I mean, that that's regular procedure. What the you know, uh, what the military does. So. I don't see anything. I don't. I see. I don't read into that stuff because I know it's it's procedure, you know. Um, 
but uh you know the the fact that you know to me it's just you know there it's just i mean some of the stuff's kind of interesting and stuff and you know they you know they 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 can debunk some of the stuff but you know some stuff that they really can't debunk they still want to sit there and say they debunked it i know, you know I, i've done paranormal yeah. i've done paranormal um conferences with these people and we talked about you know some of this other stuff and you know i and you know i always say you know how are you an ex or a former FBI agent? That's you know, what we keep saying. Number one, you're yeah. like, what? And he, he, won't, he won't say. Number two, were you fired? Number yeah, three, that's what I'm saying. That, I mean, you're either you're out of the fired. academy? I mean, no, come you're, on. You know? you're either, yeah, you're either you're fired or you're asked to leave or you left to, to make more money at another job. Oh, you know, yeah. no one leaves the agency and, and, and you know, <laughs> I mean that's why I just don't understand and you know and I you know I, I I mean he's he's doing a radio show with a friend of mine tomorrow night. Oh he is. Yeah. Oh okay. Um, Paravision he's doing oh, and I'm going to call in I'm going to ask him. You are so dude, bad. Dude, how are you an ex FBI? <laughs> I I, I want to. Is this like a is this like an internet thing? Can we? Yeah, it's a blog. It, yeah, it's, a, it's blog talk. It's. I um, am so listening to this if you're calling in. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, um, you're calling in, <laughs> I gotta yeah, get the answer. It, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm going to ask him. I said, dude, how are you an ex? I mean, you know, I mean, and, and, but the thing of it is, okay, it, it, my my thing is, if you're going to do something dealing with ghosts or Bigfoot or UFOs, you 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 get people who are knowledgeable about the fields, <laughs> right? Okay, you don't get, you know, an ex FBI agent. You don't get a rocket scientist. You don't get a photographer, <laughs> and you don't get a hot Asian chick. Okay. Oh, I know. And stuff. I should be quiet because I know people that are good friends with them. I should be quiet. I'll get in trouble. But no, it's it's, it's <laughs> not because I mean you know, and a stunt coordinator. Okay, I mean you know seriously, you know, my my whole thing is I mean you know, if you're going to deal, you need to get people who are in the field. It's knowledgeable about this stuff. I mean there is like like I was telling you earlier, you know, before the show, there is. No experts, okay? Right. You know, in, in, in the field of paranormal or the field of UFOs or, you know, Bigfoot or whatever. I mean, because, you know, in order to be an expert, you had to be, you know, studying the subject, you know, for months and years, you know, looking at the habits and you know, living with the you know the families and living with the tribe or, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You know, and it just it, it it kills me when you know people go on and say, you know, this, he's a bigfoot expert. No, he's not a bigfoot expert. You know, <laughs> and, and and stuff. You know, um, it's like the show Finding Bigfoot. Oh my God, I think that show is just so misleading. You know, um, and and they think they're experts and stuff. And it's you know, it's like you know, well. You know, Matt gets up there and he goes, well, you know, here's this tree that was broken off ten and a half feet up, you know, because squash does that. Well, first of all, squash, you know, is a vegetable, okay? <laughs> and, you know, prove to me Bigfoot did that, okay? Just because you have reports of someone saying, I saw Bigfoot tear these trees off, okay, that's fine. But, you know, human testimony doesn't mean shit. 
Okay, excuse my French again. Unless you're a murderer, remember? Unless you're a murderer, okay? <laughs> you're Sorry. testifying in a murder funny. trial, okay? Um, but, funny. you know, Sorry. it doesn't mean nothing. Oh. You have no physical proof unless you got video of Bigfoot, you know, carrying trees off at 10 to 12 feet up, unless right. you got video of Bigfoot making stick formations or <laughs> building a shelter or making a howl. You don't know because it's all speculating. Sure. Okay, they say, you know, you go out there and you call blast, okay, and you get, we got all these right, Bigfoot hollers, yep, you know, and we're, well, you know what, you prove that they're Bigfoot hollers, okay, unless you got a video of a Bigfoot, an audio of this sound coming out of a Bigfoot's mouth, you don't know because when you do call blasting, for all you know, you know, you got a Bigfoot that speaks Bigfoot French, and he's putting out in France, you know, to an American Bigfoot. He doesn't know, or Canadian Bigfoot, speaking oh, Canadian French. Right, right. You know, and, and American Bigfoot's just like, he doesn't know what the hell he's saying. You know, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. It's like, it's like, you know, I'm, you're you're lost out in the woods, and I'm trying to find you, so I'm going to call blast, but I'm going to do it in French or German or Filipino. Right. Okay? I mean, and, and that's what it is, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you know, yeah. So it's just, you know, the the techniques that they use are are just, you know, I, I, it's they're misleading. I mean, every goofy track in the ground, it's like, you know, uh, you know, Matt just, you know, he he he's the boy that screams, you know, Bigfoot. <laughs> I mean, and, and I'm I'm serious, and it, it's it's just, you know, they're oh, like a bunch of amateurs, you know, out there in the field. And these guys have been doing this. I mean, they they're probably you know, between 90 and 100 years experience between them all. Wow, that's impressive. Okay, and, and they're out there acting like guys who, who just got a video camera for the first time and, you know, and, and they're out looking for Bigfoot, you know, and, and things. And, you know, I, I got into it with, you know, Ping Pong Productions, you know, when they were here in Ohio, uh. you know, about this. I mean, it. you know, uh, they, they – Wanted me to, you know, be there when they, you know, were doing the thing, you know, and stuff. Where and in Ohio like, did they go? Jay? They they came to Salt Fork. Oh, of you course. Know, sure. And and stuff, and it's just like you know, now now the new season coming out, they're doing from around the world, so they're really experts now. <laughs> you know, because they're, you know, doing all this stuff, and 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 it's like I said, it to me, it's just, you know, you know, they find a, you know. A, a body of, of, of a carcass of something that's been eaten on. Well, you know, Bigfoot does that, you know, or, you know, here, here's a bone that's been ripped off because, you know, Bigfoot does it. He twists it up. Well, you know, that's fine. Prove to me Bigfoot did it. And like I said there and I told Renee, you know, from finding Bigfoot, not Renee, but um, um, Natalie, who's one of the um, mm-hmm. uh, production people, I was like, you know, you, you know what your show needs? You need two people like me. And I wasn't trying to get on the show, but I was using right. that as an example. You need two people like me to set the balance on that show, you know, to counter, and, you know, what they're saying. You know, if you find a track, well, you know, it may not be a Bigfoot track. You know, anything could have made that, you know, and stuff. I mean, you know, it, and the thing of it is, you know, if you got a video cam, I mean, if you got a movie camera, okay, and a witness is taking you out, where he had his sighting at, and, and Lord, behold, there just happened to be a really perfect track there. Don't you kind of think that's kind of funny? Oh, 
you know, you know, and, and I mean, you know, they knew ahead of time you're going out there and they took you right to the spot where this track is. You know, they didn't take you over there. They didn't take you over here or didn't take you over there, but they took you right where this track just happened to see that you're going to walk across. You know, I mean, that, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, I'm talking about, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, it's just, I don't know. They didn't like me because of that. So, <laughs> and, and the thing of it is, you know, like what I talk about in my book, you have to be 90% skeptic when you go out to the field. You have to be. In anything, in paranormal, it, in cryptozoology, yeah, yeah. in life, I mean, for goodness sake. The fact sake, you that know? you come up with it being Bigfoot-related or ghost-related or UFO-related should be the last, the last point that you went to. The very so last. You should almost try to not disprove your evidence but weed out, it. can this be absolutely anything else kind oh, of yeah. thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, it has to be. You have to think that way. You can't believe i mean if you go out believe in everything you find is bigfoot you're going to find bigfoot evidence all over the place and and the thing about finding bigfoot nobody finds that much freaking evidence (laughs) they have to make it up to have a show (laughs) yeah you know no one finds that much evidence you know in in the field and but you know let me ask you about that i guess this is what i don't understand when i when i think about all this stuff but let's just look at bigfoot for now I don't understand with the technology we have today, and even if you want to go back to the military technology we have today, or, or the you know the equipment we have today, even to hunt quote ghosts or the paranormal, why can't we get rock solid pictures of Bigfoot? Why hasn't someone shot a dart in Bigfoot? Why haven't we found? I mean, even if they bury their dead, we find we bury our dead and we find human skeletons. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean. Well, you know the the thing of it is, you know what what a ghost hunter uses in the field is different what a cryptologist uses. Okay, you guys are more technical with your right. equipment. Okay, we're just using a basic camera. You know, maybe a thermal imaging. You know, you have your audio device and your night vision and your baseball bat for your wood knocking, and 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 that's basically <laughs> it. You know, um, you know that you. You know that you need, right? You know, really. Um, you know, wow. to, okay. I'm so sorry, anybody can afford. Table. That's okay. So anybody can afford to be a Bigfoot hunter. In other words, Jody's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, and stuff. Anybody can use anything. You know that you want to use and stuff. Like I said, and the thing about like I said, thermal imaging. You know, um, right. You know. Regular thermal imaging is good when you sit there and use, you know, for, like, the ghost hunting and, you know, stuff like that, okay? Um, how can I say this? Military-grade thermal imaging, okay, is different than civilian thermal imaging. Okay, military-grade thermal imaging is the good stuff that you can sit there and get pictures, you know, I mean, what the face looks like what the body looks like, you know, really, really good, you know, detail, you know, out there mm-hmm. and stuff. So um, unless you use um, military-grade thermal uh-huh. imaging, you're not going to get the stuff that you really want to, you know, to get to look at and stuff. So um, that's why, you know, you, you get just a, a plain white blob 
oh, you know, okay. you know, and stuff out there. You know, you you, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 um, it's just not the same as you're not trying to capture the same. I would say vibration, but to put it on layman's term, like the the same density of matter as right. the spirit can appear on different um, tools, or you know, then I guess what you're saying, a bigfoot in the dark in the mountains or in the woods, you well, know. Show yeah, up because on. the thing of it is, it's like you know, you, you see ghost hunters and stuff like that. You know, they're out there and they're they're using, you know, this thermal imaging. They're picking up, you know, the different colors in the thermal imaging and. Uh-huh. and you know the black and white and stuff like that. You know that that that's that's good for what you're doing there. But like I said, when you're out looking in the woods, you know if you get a white, you know just the the the, the heat signature, the blob, it doesn't mean that it's a bigfoot. It could be. I mean, I've been out in the field by oh, myself at night. It does. You know, <laughs> huh? Making me laugh. I'm just teasing you. I said, oh, you know, but I'm just saying it's, it's a, I mean, you know, it doesn't prove anything. Unless, like you said, you got you know a twenty thousand dollar military grade thermal imaging camera that you're able to pick out, you know, like you know, if you see the stuff on the news, you know, where they see a bunch of people and then all of a sudden, you know, they get wiped out with the machine gun for you know from the helicopter, you know, that's thermal. I mean, that's that's you know from a mile up in the air and are able to do you know get that and you got oh, really right. good detail that's uh, military grade thermal imaging that's not the same as what the guys on ghost hunters are using that, oh okay that you can pick up for like hunting or something like yeah, that yeah that you can pick up for hunting and things like that but like i said until you if you got 20 grand you can put in for military grade thermal imaging and good luck getting it you know um Did you say 20 you know, or 30 grand oh yeah for 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 the the for you know the stuff very close what the military uses, yeah. There, there's now there's civilian companies out there that make um, thermal imaging that's very close to what the military uses. And see here, and here's the thing I tell people, you know, you know they they go and they buy this East German or Bulgarian thermal imaging binoculars and thermal mm-hmm. or not thermal imaging but night vision, you know, goggles and night vision. You know, right. uh, and stuff. I, I mean, that's dangerous, okay? It because is? when it starts to honeycomb, they don't know what it is. And if they see it's honeycombing and they're still using it, and they don't understand it's going to end up blinding them. It's tearing their retinas apart. And the thing about night vision, okay, military night vision, you know, it has to be calibrated. Oh. Okay. And the only people that can calibrate military night vision is people who are qualified to do it in the military. And see that. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't go and buy military night vision, okay, and take it to Bushnell and say, hey, can you calibrate this? No, because it's a different type of, of you know, night vision. So you know, are you it's a saying type of even if you have that, can it be misleading if it's not calibrated or it can damage your eyes or both? No, it, it, it could no, it could blind you because see, military night vision has to be calibrated every so okay. often to keep it from honeycombing. And when it's and, and you know when I mean honeycomb, it's like a honeycomb, a bee's honeycomb. Uh-huh. When you start to see that in the lens, Uh-oh. you know it's going bad. It needs to be recalibrated. Uh-huh. And like I said, you know, unless you're trained to do it, you're not going to do it. And you know that's why they you can buy 
you know, East German or Bulgarian or Russian thermal image or um, night vision, you know, for three hundred bucks on eBay, you know, and, right. and stuff. Uh, so no, I tell I think people that's I, a really good warning. Thank you for saying that. I yeah, I mean, you can go to Bush now and buy, you know, buy the stuff, you know, um, you know, for for half the price. And heck, Spy Gear, which is this kid stuff, puts mm-hmm. out one that that's first generation night vision. And and it's a toy one, it's like forty five bucks. And I tell you what, this thing works almost just as good as my, you know, Bushnell first generation night vision that I've got. Huh. Okay, and that was like four hundred bucks for that. You know, and that thing was like forty five bucks at Toys R Us. You know, and stuff and I'm not Don't kidding. Don't give my man. kids it's ideas. A, I'm not letting them listen to this show. You're bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's a but you know, that's what I'm saying, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's every we all use different techniques and 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 what we're doing and um you know in it it's just you know finding bigfoot kind of wants to make it that you know it it's so technical and stuff you know um you know we do use you know um you know d v r systems and cameras and stuff like that out in the field too, but it's like call blasting get back to that for a minute I think the best thing call blasting that I've got best results was was children laughing and children crying Aww. you know, and I've done that years before a lot of researchers were doing it, you know, because I believe that Bigfoot Aww. is very family oriented and if he hears a child cry, he's gonna go you know he he's definitely gonna go and look into it. So have I asked you, I don't remember, we got off on so many different realms of creatures. Have I asked you, I don't think so, because I'm I'm lost in everything else, if I have, about your first Bigfoot encounter? No, you didn't ask me about that. I didn't think so. (laughs) Well, tell Um, us about that. That would be interesting. To to kind of make it, you know, short and sweet, what happened was, um, you know, I was in the Army, um, I had three other guys with me. Um, it was on a U.S. military base. Um, it was about 8.30 in the evening. Um, it was um, very, still very light out. It was summertime. And um, we were just needed to get to where, you know, back to the Katoman area. And um, we were in the, at the time we had, we were in one of the old blazers is what the military, you know, had at the time, you know, uh, the Humvees and stuff were still out, you know, and stuff, but, you know, a lot of the range controls and all that stuff would use these old blazers. And um, so uh, we're decided, well, let's go off-road to go through the woods, you know, because it looked like we can probably get through there to get out to the bottom part. So uh, we were going through the woods, and the tree line was getting really thick, and it got to the point where the trees were just getting too thick and the vehicle couldn't fit. Mm-hmm. So we decided to go ahead and back up and go back up on the main road and, uh, you know, you know, just go back in that way on the main road. So um, as soon as we backed the vehicle up, it moved. It was probably about 15 feet in front of us. He blent in so well with the environment because he just stood still there. And yeah. we thought it was a tree. I mean, oh. I mean, literally, because, you know, he blinked in, and I, I looked directly, you know, into his eyes. I mean, he looked right at me. I mean, right at me. And uh, he just walked off, you know, and we were just all looking at him. 
and um, well, very, what did he look like, Jody? Well, I mean, he was you know um, he was probably about seven, seven and a half feet, extremely muscular, uh, very muscular body, you know, um, very detailed muscular, very long arms, very long fingers, long legs, very small waist, large back, large chest. Um, he was definitely male. Um, his hair was like a brownish red, almost, mm. you know, um, deep. His eyes were almost like a blackish red, mm-hmm. you know, uh, very human face, um, very human nose. He had a satchel crest on his head, you know, mm. like a gorilla. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like I said, very human looking face. Um, you ever seen a dog with mange? Yes. Okay. He was. He kind of looked like that. You know. He he was definitely an older. I think an older male. Uh, okay. Um. You know because he was like the hair on his chest was kind of like gone almost, and uh, like on parts of his body, you know, his arms and stuff, and like on his back, you can see where it was kind of like real thin, uh-huh. and like on Aww. top of the head. You know, so that's what I'm saying. I think it was pretty old, you know, and, um, you know, and he just, we just like looked and when he got off the, he just turned his head forward and just kept on walking and we kind of like sat there and, you know, and the whole time driving in back into the Katomah area, um, we never said a word to each other. Really? Uh, huh. Yeah. Never. I mean, we didn't say anything, but when we got, you know, back in there, you know, we kind of said, you know, we shouldn't say anything. Oh, you know, um, you know about this. You know, um, now I know just um, a few days prior, you know, two officers seen one, you know, and they reported it, oh. you know, and stuff. Um, and a lot of people kind of gave them a lot of crap over it and stuff, you know. And things. Um, so we felt if we told people that we saw it, they think we'd probably mocking the officers, right? You know, yeah, we thought that. Yeah, yeah, and and stuff. So we, you know, just decided not to say it. Never said nothing for you know fifteen years. True. You know, kept it to myself. Um, even well, two of the guys um, won't even talk about it. You know, one says, well, you know, I kind of, I don't remember it anymore. I don't remember, uh, you know, and, and things. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, um, it, it was very, it was an intense thing. You know, the, uh, one of them, one of the guys actually was extremely, extremely terrified, you know, because he just, Never seen anything like this before. He his religion mm. proved that nothing like this ever existed. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, it, it you know it kind of really screwed him up. I thought because he's like you know I don't remember it. I you know it's because he doesn't want to remember it. And kind of like a post traumatic you know, reaction. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's not so much post traumatic. He he just got to the point where he put it so far out of his head. You know, for whatever reasons. Uh-huh. You know. And things um, and and stuff, but uh, well, it, it, since you came face to face, kind of with this creature, and I believe you're intuitive, you're quite intuitive, and you can feel the different energies, like you talked about Point Pleasant. 
what energy did you get off this creature? Did you get that it was vicious? Did you get that it was intelligent? I mean, what words would you use to describe right. its emotional, mental? Well, you know, the, the thing of it is, there was no smell, and if there ah, was, okay. but if there was, I didn't notice it at the time. Okay, because I was just overwhelmed with what I saw. Mm-hmm. Okay, there was uh, I was I wasn't as scared. Okay, as some of the other guys were, you know, because it when I was looking in his eyes, mm-hmm. I felt peace. I felt that I felt the wisdom and the mm. intelligence. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I I knew he was. I mean, if he wanted to hurt us, he probably would have, and he probably could have. You know, um, but I I didn't feel I didn't feel that. I mean, I, but I I just <coughs> I was just sort of amazed that you know something like this was you know was created, you know, and it's 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 there, you know. But it, it's intelligent, you know. And my whole thing, of, you know, of that <coughs> is that I don't think that they're intelligent, smart, intelligent. I think they have common sense, okay. And one thing I learned in the military is common sense keeps you alive. Mm. Okay, intelligence doesn't. Okay, and in reality. Intelligence, you know, is only good for one thing, okay, and it's not going to keep you alive. (laughs) Okay, you know, being having common sense and keeps you alive. Have you know, you know, if you're afraid, you got common sense. And in the field, and anybody Uh, will tell you that served in any war, being afraid is what kept you alive. mm -hmm. You know, because you were more, you know understanding with your surroundings and stuff and you use common sense on you know the duck your head or the not the look there but the look here that type thing mm-hmm. being intelligent you know you and, and serious most intelligent people don't have common sense i know tell me know? about it and, and things. So, <laughs> I'm talking about me <laughs> but that's what this but that's why you know i mean i i seen intelligent what i mean like when i when i when i talk about intelligence is that i i it, it it I believe it had enough intelligence to keep itself hidden, keep itself alive. Okay. Okay. That's what I mean, you know. Um but you know, you have to look at this, you know, you have a you know you have a creature, you know, that's, you know, five hundred pounds, mm. you know, that, you know, um probably has to have uh you know, quite a few calories to to survive. Sure. You know, and stuff, and you know, you gotta know common sense on what to eat and what what you can't eat, you know, and also have some intelligence too, knowing what you can and what you can't eat, you know. So. Well, that being said, and then I'm gonna let you talk about your magazine and a couple of your books and a couple other things, and we'll wrap mm-hmm. this up. Even though I could talk about Bigfoot for like the next seven days, um, I'm sure some of us have other things to do, including you. So I so appreciate <laughs> your time. But do you believe that Bigfoot? This sounds kind of weird, like eats people, I guess. Does he eat people? Yeah. Well, you know, the the, the Shawnee here here in Ohio, the Shawnee, uh, Shawnee uh, Indian tribe was here before um, 
we moved them out west. Mm-hmm. So the Shawnee called them the big blue giants, and the Shawnee says that they ate, they were cannibals. You know, they oh. ate human flesh. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the Shawnee would basically um, fight with them um, over land, food, you know, and the fact that they were stealing, you know, their their children and, Ooh, uh, wow. you know, they're, they're the weak and, and eating them. And we even have a museum, Native American Museum here, uh, called Fort Ancient, and they even have a battle axe that the Shawnee used to fight the big blue giants with in the museum. You know what's funny you know? about you saying that, Jody? I was just there this weekend, and I just saw that, as a matter of fact. So, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, how weird is that? <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's 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 neat, you know, and, um, and even the, the Cherokee Indians, um, you know, um, they had a, the Cherokee Indians have a dance called the Booger Dance, and it, it's about um, you know Bigfoot taking the children if they don't listen to their parents, and puts yeah. them in the basket and goes off and eat them, Ooh. and um, and I actually got to see the you know them do the dance, and that's how the boogeyman came about in, in the white culture is because of the the booger, which is the the wild man of the woods. You know, but I don't think that he, you know, they eat people. You know, I um, I just, I don't know. I know there's a lot of people missing and, and stuff, but there's a lot of other predators out there that would eat people before Bigfoot would. Right. You know, so. So they're not going to come in our homes? And, no, and no, no. Cause that, you, know, cause, you know, it's, you know um, when I was um, at Fort Bragg, I was talking to an MP down there, and um, he was telling me his encounter with Bigfoot. And he got a call that there was uh, somebody looking in the window of one of the you know houses there, uh-huh. and uh, on post. So they got out there, and um, they see this large human, you know, leaning up against uh, the back wall, and they hear a baby crying. Aww. And he said this thing is like rubbing the side of the house, like trying oh, to the baby. And so they put yeah. the light on it, and they see it's this big ape, <laughs> you know. And the thing of it is, it's like you know, it, you know, he he said he it seemed like this thing was trying to comfort the baby by rubbing the house on the side of the house, sure, you know, and and, and stuff. So I I think they're very family oriented and stuff, and and I don't think that they're out eating. People like some people sit there Random, and, randomly. You know, yeah, randomly and things <laughs> like that. Now, when I was up in British Columbia doing an investigation, one of the local Indian tribes took us out to an area, and they wouldn't go out any farther. And they said, "You know, you're on your own. These things will eat you." You know, so and you know they believe that you know they they they'll eat you up there. You know, so. And whether that's true or not, you know, you well, they, they believe it, it because they said there there's people that go up in these areas and don't come back. And we were there; we spent four days out there and did not mm-hmm. see anything. one, nothing, no sound of anything. Huh. I mean, I, we didn't even see birds, which was just unusual in this sense. area, you know. Right. So, yeah. Wow. Well, you told me you have a new magazine. Do you want to talk a little yeah. bit about that? I'd like to yeah, we have. Hear about um, it. Me and a few uh, other people are. We put a magazine called Cryptid Seekers Magazine, and it's a cryptid 
magazine about the different type of cryptids, you know, Bigfoot, Loch Ness monsters, uh, lake monsters, um, uh, winged entities, um, just all the different type of cryptids, you know, the Loveland Frogman, just, you know, all the weird stuff out there. And um, this issue here coming out in July, we talk about the Beast of Seven Shoots, which is like a werewolf-type creature that's been running around this national park up in Quebec, mm. Canada. And uh, we ha- actually have a nice article about the mermaids Good. You know, okay. and stuff in there. And um, we're talking, we're doing some stuff on um, these two Bigfoot uh, female researchers called the Bigfoot Chicks. <laughs> we interviewed them. And um, we doing an article on the Mothman. And we're doing this really nice article on what we got this thing called the Cryptid Corner where we highlight a researcher and we found this little girl who's um, about uh, 12 years old and she's the most knowledgeable kid there is when it comes to cryptids and she goes out looking for them she has trail cams set up in the woods and stuff and this kid's Mm -hmm. not afraid this little girl's not afraid to go out I mean she can tell you yeah everything there is about werewolves and and Bigfoot and stuff and, and things, and we're just so remarkable, you know, about this the knowledge that this this girl has, and so we're you know doing a really good article, you know, on her, you know, in the magazine. So, well, how can we get a hold of this? Well, um, the site will be up. Um, it's cryptidseekers.org. The site will be up in about a week. Um, we have a Facebook page called Cryptid Seekers Magazine. Um, you can find it, um, you know, on Facebook, or you can even find it on my page, uh, okay. you know, and, and things. And um, what's your page, Jody? Um, my homepage is just Jody Cook. Okay. You know, um, but like I said, if you just type in Cryptid Seekers with an S magazine, you know, uh, the Facebook page will pop up. And then, um, you know, there's some stuff on there, you know, um, about Chupacabra and. Um, you know, mermaids and the beasts of seven shoots and stuff. And my girls are going to be like, "You are getting that for us, like oh, yesterday." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a you know, some bookstores are going to carry it. Uh, some selected bookstores will be carried in there. Um, I'm so, so how late. often will like a new issue come out? It's going to be a quarterly magazine. Nice. So, okay. um, and well, we're probably going to do five a year. You know, if it if if it, if it hits off really well. We're going to end up doing it like every other month. That'd be great. Yeah. So, so we'll be able to subscribe then. Is that a subscription? Oh yeah. Yeah. You thing? can subscribe to it. Um, you, like I said, you can order it from the website. Um, you'll pay through it through PayPal. It's only going to be maybe like five or six bucks for the catalog. It's going to be, you know, no more than. I mean, after we figure out the cost and everything, and you know, with the printing and all this stuff, it, it probably would be no more than you know, you know, six dollars. You know, for the. Um, you know the you know for the uh, magazine. I love it. I can see the fights now. That's my magazine. No, that's my yeah. magazine. And we're gonna <laughs> you know, have the pages torn out and on my walls. And, and, and the thing of it is, you know, if, if there's and we're, we're looking for writers. If there's anyone out there that would love to write an article, you know, about uh, any type of cryptids, you know, uh, they can send me, you know, send an email, um, you know, to me through Facebook or my email address is oc4. BFS at hotmail dot com, which is the Ohio Center for Bigfoot Studies. 
you know, um, and, you know, if anyone is interested in, you know, wanting to do, you know, an article, you know, we we, we love to, you know, get some articles in there from other people, you know, um, if anybody has a, a subject matter they think that, you know, um, they would love to, you know, have a story about or something like that, you know, we're, we're taking suggestions, you know, and things, Um but uh yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be a really good magazine. You know, um the cover is a really beautiful cover and like I said, you know, uh the pictures of it's on Facebook. You know. So, that oh yeah. I'm, oh yeah, I mean this 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 is really I'm really excited. I can't wait, you know, for this to, to come out because like I said, we're getting a lot of really good feedback you know, on this, a lot of people really is really interested in this magazine because there's nothing out there. There's a lot of paranormal magazines and stuff like that, but there's nothing dealing with monsters, you know, real life, you know, cryptids and stuff. People want to read about, you know, um, Mothman-type creatures. and I think this is going to be big for you, and I know you have a lot of opportunity now, but I think this is going to open up a whole new world for you with this magazine. I think it's going to do real well. Well, you, well, we've actually had a production company contact oh us about <laughs> that they think it would be a really good show of people, you know, you guys going out looking for cryptids, and then you because you're having a magazine about it, you know. So, and um, uh, that's a like cool concept. You know, I like yeah, it. Yeah, so that that's that that's cool because actually someone. On Facebook, um, who um, is with a very well-known production company with a very well-known station um, that has, you know, shows on, you know, Channel. That, no, sorry, yeah, I'm just guessing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Thinks that sorry. Um, it's it's a great, great um, ideal. It feels super like it's gonna skyrocket bullet. It's gonna be like. It, it just has, holds super high energy, so I see really good stuff for you with that, Jody. So you know, I I, I I hope I I really do because I tell you what, um, there there they would be they, there's nothing out there like this because the thing I was I think people would really love to know what's in their backyard and not and they would love know. to know <laughs> stuff about you know uh, um, you know the lizard man and the goat man you know and the um, the true chupacabra. You know uh, the Loveland Frogman, you know, and, and stuff. Um, you know, just some of these odd cryptids. You know, so much you didn't that, talk about. There. Oh, Jody, you're such a tease. Well, um, I, you guys can find his books right on Amazon. You can type in Jody yep. Cook and all. I think all, most of his stuff will come up. Yeah, everything can, will come up on Amazon. And, and like I said, it, any any time you want me back on to talk about other cryptids, I, you know, I'm, I'll. I'll you're, Don't you're, even say that. You'll be so sorry. You'll be like, Kim, I'm famous now. I cannot come on your show. Why can't you understand it? No, so. I'm not like to believe me. I remember all my friends. Believe me, oh, I do. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, I so enjoyed it. You really blessed us with your presence and your knowledge, and you're so level-headed and knowledgeable, and I enjoyed it so much. It's like a dream come true to talk to somebody like you. So, um, Thank you. Thank you. It was an, your amazing guest, and I really appreciate your time, and I wish you the best. And I will be in touch and keep in touch and see what's going on with you. So yeah, have any, a good night. like you said, any time, feel free. I mean, I, I really had fun. Oh, thank I you so much. I love doing this kind Jody. of stuff. So yeah, well, we loved having you, and I know this is going to be a, a very highly listened to archive show, and hopefully, we can get the word out about your magazine, and maybe we'll be seeing you on TV 
soon, which would be Hopefully. great. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> it'll happen. I, I promise I, you it'll I, happen. I, I hope. You have a good night, and I you too, so hon. appreciate it. Take care. Uh, you too. Good night. Bye-bye. Oh, Brian, are you mad? <laughs> I didn't give you a chance to get two words in edgewise. Are you either, Kareem? But I want to thank you guys for hanging out. Jody was a great, great guest. Do you have any final thoughts, Brian? Brian! Okay, Kareem, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> um, go ahead and do your outro. I guess Brian fell asleep on us. I ignored him too long. <laughs> Go ahead, okay. wrap, it, wrap it up. Good thank night, everybody. Thank you for listening to Secrets of Everything with me and Dr. Kimberly George. Coming up next week, we'll, we'll be taking the, talking to Ashley Fontaine, author of Ramblings of a Mad Southern Woman, just released on Mother's Day, a collection of series, I mean stories and poems about overcoming challenging events in our lives and allowing ourselves to transform them. And on the 20th, Ian and T.G. from Intuitive Paranormal Society will be joining us to discuss their unique style of paranormal investigation and play us some amazing EVPs. As always, you can listen to us on iTunes or download us for free from iTunes as well as Blog Talk Radio. Join us on the website, www.serenitynaturalwellness.com. Serene Wellness on Twitter, and Kimberly McGeorge or Serenity Natural Wellness on Facebook. You can also catch me, Kareem, at King Cashflow with the K, K-I-N-G-K-A-S-H-F-L-O on Twitter. And you guys have a great night. Thanks for listening on our Secrets to Everything with Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Listen every Wednesday night, Eastern Standard Time from 7 to 8 p.m. on Block Talk Radio.